Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel at the LCMS International Center in St. Louis. The text is John chapter 5, verses 30 through 47. The Reverend Craig Mueller is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. The reading appointed for this morning is from John chapter 5, verses 30 through 47. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness about me. I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. He was a burning and a shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me, he has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen. And you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do you not think that I will accuse you to the Father? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? This is the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Now, I'm a huge fan of courtroom dramas and TV shows. In fact, just the other week, I went back and watched some old Perry Mason, that's how bad I am, and Matlock. They are very interesting to me as they try to manipulate the judge or jury to their side with emotional speeches and even some legal finagling. However, probably the most important, impactful lesson for me was when I served on a real jury this past year in a criminal court. It suddenly was no longer just a TV show or a movie. Someone's life was in the balance. The truth of what happened had to be discerned. It was all very serious. The rule of law applies. The truth matters. The most impactful and compelling argument was not just the evidence, but the eyewitness accounts, the testimonies of experts and witnesses who were key to both sides. In our text this morning, it's interesting that Jesus in his conversation with the Jewish leaders transitions to a courtroom scene, if you will. Jesus sets the scene of this courtroom by his opening comments that he will concede that the word of one without witnesses is not valid. He knows the rules of the court. 
He begins by letting them know that his argument will not be based simply on his own testimony, which of course is a huge concession by Jesus as he is the Son of God and Son of Man, the way, the truth, and the life. His word is truth. He is truth. Nevertheless, Jesus concedes the rule of law that his testimony alone won't be relied upon to convince them that he is the Messiah. In fact, Jesus has four witnesses that he will present to his hearers in our text today. These witnesses will testify that he is the Messiah, the Son of God, who was sent to save his people from their sins. Those four will be John the Baptizer, his works, his father, and the Bible scriptures. So Jesus calls his first witness to the stand, John the Baptizer. He is the lamp, not the light. He pointed to the true and ultimate light of the world. Hear these words from John chapter 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. John the baptizer was preparing the way, preaching, teaching, baptizing, witnessing, to reveal the one who was sent, Jesus. He bears witness to the truth, to Jesus. And again in John 1, the next day when he saw Jesus coming toward him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. Witness number one is excused. Now he calls his second witness to the stand, his works. In chapter 10 we read, So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. And again, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe in me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe in me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Even witness number one, John the baptizer, began to have some doubts, but Jesus referred to John about this second witness, his works. Remember in Matthew chapter 11, when Jesus heard in prison, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? This witness one was getting a little shaky. And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John that what you hear and see, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, 
and the poor have good news preached to them. Witness number two is excused. The third witness is called the father who bore witness to Jesus at his baptism. Hear these words from Matthew 3. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And in Matthew 17, the transfiguration, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When Jesus calls the Father to the witness stand, the Father appears and testifies as the sender of his Son to save sinners. Finally, the fourth witness, the Holy Scriptures. You search the Scriptures for life, they speak of me, Jesus said. The very scriptures, the word of God, these hearers knew so well are witnesses that Jesus is the promised Messiah, the Christ. The one that was promised from Genesis 3:15 through the entire Old Testament. Jesus, the promised Messiah, is the center and fulfillment of all God's promises. He is the seed who was to come to crush Satan. Jesus wants all to believe this and to be saved, even these hearers in front of him who would not believe. Jesus is the word incarnate, became flesh to conquer sin, death, and the devil. Hear these words in the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men, the light that shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. Final arguments. We read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest these holy scriptures that Jesus told us to search. Because there we find Jesus. We find him who is the life eternal. There is no salvation, there is no eternal life apart from Jesus. We Christians accept his testimony and quickly see Jesus as our Savior who gives us life and salvation freely. Those who reject Jesus, our text tells us, will be accused, will not be accused by Jesus on the final trial on Judgment Day, but Moses will accuse those who do not believe in Jesus. It's the full force of the law. Without the gospel, it's only death. Yet, my dear friends, be of good cheer. For you also will not be accused by Jesus on Judgment Day or at your day of death. When you are accused by Moses and the law, and all your sinful thoughts, words, and deeds are laid bare in front of the whole world, and we know it all before the judgment seat, you will be declared not guilty. Because Jesus is your Savior, your advocate, who has paid for your sins in his life, death, and resurrection. Jesus has kept this law perfectly of Moses, perfectly for you, and gives you his righteousness, his glory, his perfection. You will stand at the judgment seat of the Father wearing the robes of Christ's righteousness, washed clean in his blood. You are declared not guilty. These witnesses are clear. Jesus has redeemed you. He is the Messiah, 
He has paid the price with his holy, innocent life. We have a lawyer with the Father, with Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. My dear brothers and sisters, remember, we are purchased, redeemed, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, through him who are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. So my friends, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven by the grace of God for Christ's sake. The testimonies are true. You are declared not guilty because in Jesus you have eternal life. So search the scriptures. Remember your baptism. Receive the Lord's Supper often because there you will find Jesus who gives you eternal life. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Chapel. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.